This is the Taz and Jim podcast. It is the anniversary, the 10 year anniversary of Charlie Sheen having his meltdown. Wild time. Can you believe it? Yeah, he was on Good Morning America, did this bizarre, bizarre interview, and it was like the start of a couple weeks of Charlie Sheen publicly just saying some insane stuff. Got a little uh, little highlight reel for you if you forget how it went down. Trolls, normal people, people that aren't special, people that don't have tiger blood and, you know, Adonis DNA. I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. Um, it's not available because if you try it once, you will die. Your face will melt off and your children will weep over your exploded body. Um, too much. I've been riding it on a, uh, on a Mercury surfboard uh, right off the bat. Sorry. Um, epic. Epic behavior. This stuff's epic. You know, I'm not going to say it wasn't epic. I'm tired of pretending like I'm not special. Sorry, my life is so much more bitching than yours, you know? I'm just finally going to completely embrace it, wrap both arms around it, and love it violently. Why? Because I'm a winner. Duh. Winning. <sighs> winning. Wow, winning. Yeah. He was winning, all right. Mm. That really became... That and Tiger Blood were the two standouts. Winning, everyone started saying, winning. Oh, still to this day, it's hashtag yeah. winning is still a thing. It's a, He accidentally spawned a, one of the decade's greatest uh, catchphrases, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, good to see Charlie Sheen is doing so much better. That was a tough point in his life obviously personally his career fell apart he started feuding with chuck Lorre, the creator of two and a half men they killed him off of that show mm-hmm. which was just a cash cow for him still is in reruns i'm, I'm st- sure he's still raking in tons of two and a half men uh dollar signs here but uh charlie sheen says he's doing a lot better people have said to me hey man that was so cool it was so fun to watch that was so cool to be a part of and support all that energy and it stuck with me man my thought behind that is oh yeah great i'm so glad that i traded early retirement to be an effing hashtag but he should still have an early retirement maybe he spent a lot of money on drugs but that guy should still have plenty of money drugs left. divorces bad decisions yeah lawsuits i'm sure he's had lawsuits with some of his ex-girlfriends charlie refers to that time as a very unfortunate sequence of public and insane events <laughs> and a serious mental health moment there were 55 different ways for me to handle that situation and i chose number 56 <laughs> it was desperately juvenile yeah i don't think people liked the drug stuff and the kind of the way he's acting i think what people liked was that he didn't put up a fake apology because you know there's so many celebrities who will just anytime they're put in a corner where they have to apologize they will do a fake apology and instead of doing that charlie sheen went in the exact opposite direction he didn't even bother doubling down he jumped right to like octupling down (laughs) on the whole thing so it was kind of fantastic to watch in a in a weird way but it was definitely a man struggling with some demons why because i'm a winner duh winning (sighs) winning wow winning last night the golden globe awards celebrating the best in television and movies 
Tina Fey, Amy Poehler were the hosts, and here they are uh, explaining the difference between movies and TV. Now, TV is the one that I watch five hours straight, but a movie is the one that I don't turn on because it's two hours. <laughs> I don't want to be in front of my TV for two hours. I want to be in front of the TV for one hour five times. <laughs> and I think the rule is if their fake teeth look real, that's a movie. And if their real teeth look fake, that's TV. <laughs> if the British actors are playing British people, it's TV. If they're playing Americans, it's a movie. <laughs> if you're like, Mario Lopez is surprisingly good in this, that's TV. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if it stars Matthew McConaughey as a poetic drifter, it's a car commercial. <laughs> we watch TV and movies differently. Like in movies, it's called human trafficking. But on TV, it's called 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one, eh, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen, he won a couple for Borat. Subsequent movie film, he won Best Actor, Musical or Comedy. And the, the movie won Best Comedy at the Golden Globes. And Sasha didn't want to hog the spotlight. I've got to say, this movie couldn't have been possible without my co-star, a fresh new talent who came from nowhere and turned out to be a comedy genius. I'm talking, of course, about Rudy Giuliani. I mean, who could get more laughs out of one unzipping? Incredible. Our movie was just the beginning for him. Rudy went on to star in a string of comedy films, hits like Four Seasons Landscaping, <laughs> Hair Die Another Day, and the courtroom drama, A Very Public Fart. <laughs> Uh, he did have a really good run there for about two months. Eh? Yeah, he was all over just embarrassing himself <laughs> left and right. Uh, well, more on the right. Uh, but I, I saw the Gregory brothers, who are the guys who auto-tune everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. They look it up. They auto-tuned uh, Rudy Giuliani's courtroom fart and made a song out of it. <laughs> they posted it over the weekend. You're looking for a laugh. If he, a little juvenile, but... Yeah, yeah. They always do good work, those Gregory yeah, brothers. They're talented. Best animated feature, Soul, which is a good one, Disney Pixar. And best original score was uh, for the movie Soul as well. By Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, his his scoring partner, and John Batiste, who you may recognize from Stephen Colbert's show. He plays piano for Stephen Colbert every okay. night. Okay. Yeah. I just find it hilarious that we're living in a day and age where the guy who wrote Closer, <laughs> yeah. I wanna oh you like an animal, do, 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 do. <laughs> I wanna feel you from the inside. Yeah. One of the most aggressive songs ever written. And now he's he's scoring Disney Pixar <laughs> movies. What a world. Uh-huh. And Jim, uh, you were just doing some online shopping as I was walking past your studio there. Oh, yeah. Aren't you supposed to be working? Well, Manny was talking about the Raptors, and uh, we were talking about Van Vliet and how he should have been the All-Star. And I've, I've loved this guy since I found out his story. Basically, he'd like... Every step of his career, he went undrafted or overlooked. And each time, like at one point, he was almost drafted to the NBA. And uh, he, he threw a big party for all his friends and family to watch the draft night. And he didn't get drafted. And he had to stand up there on the stage with a microphone and say, Sorry, guys, but I've been here before. Nothing's going to keep me down. I'm going to keep trying. So he makes it to the NBA, works his way up. You know, starts with the Raptors, wins a championship with the Raptors, still kind of flying under the radar. And now this year, now that like they're without Kawhi, he kind of steps up and now he's a bona fide all-star. 
So I just love the story, like how he's overcome so much. And well, he's actually he's not an all star. Well, he he is. He's in a the mind superstar. Of the yeah, he's <laughs> okay. a superstar. But he wasn't selected, and you're. Yeah. You're surprised that he wasn't selected, and Manny as well, for the all-star team, right? Yeah, so I went to go buy a jersey, and I went and bought a Van Vliet jersey, and then I got the receipt to my email, and I was like, what a sweet deal. They were on for half price. Turns out it was a youth youth jersey. <laughs> so, no wonder it was only 50 bucks. Why are these jerseys so cheap? Because usually they're like 150 I was like, oh, yeah, man. So I had a medium youth jersey. It would have just been barely over my rib cage if I tried to put it over top of me, so I had to quickly cancel it. Well, I'll give you 10 bucks for it. It'll fit my son. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a uh, Lowry jersey, actually. Perfect. He loves it. It's so awesome. He's yeah. running around the house playing basketball. You feel so tough wearing a, a basketball jersey when you're a kid because it's guns out. Yeah, sun's yeah. out, guns out. Let's see those muscles. Kobe Bryant. Somebody has just sold the basketball net from Kobe Bryant's house that he grew up in. Hmm. What do you think it went for at auction? Oh man! Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess three hundred thousand dollars. No, not not as much as I thought it would. Thirty seven thousand two hundred. That's a that's a pretty good get. Yeah, like I'm surprised. You know, one of his fans in the league didn't buy it. Like LeBron could have easily got that. The um the the, the home was sold, and the seller tried to say, "Hey, if you want to buy the the basketball net, you know, you used to play on that, Kobe." Uh, you throw in a little extra money and the whoever bought the house is like, nah. And so the guy put it up at auction. It sold for 37200 Nice. Severed it from the property? <laughs> no, they took it out. Oh, oh, I thought they owned the land now. <laughs> you, own, you own four feet, four square feet of land in somebody's driveway. Yeah. No layups, just jump shots from that spot. <laughs> you got to shoot from the road. <laughs> And if you settled down onto the couch last night, hoping to watch some Raptors basketball, you're disappointed. Manny. Hey, boys. What's going on? Well, uh, something's going on with the Toronto Raptors and the COVID situation, it looks like, because they postponed the Raptors-Bulls game last night, and it's because of the Toronto Raptors. Uh, One of the coaches apparently has tested positive, and they're doing some contact tracing to see where else... uh, COVID has gone in the team. Uh, Pascal Siakam has been uh, has been off last week. Inconclusive test he had, and then uh, they decided after that that he was going to be uh, sitting. So COVID has made its way to the Toronto Raptors, it sounds like. Yeah, and uh, I found out, and I, uh, well, Pascal is actually on my fantasy team. And so that was of course. not great. <laughs> but uh, no, on a serious note, I uh, I do hope he's okay. Now I heard that um, they're going to be postponing, or they postponed last night's game. Obviously, like you said, but uh, I don't know what that means for the rest of the the week. I know that they're one of four teams that had uh, that didn't have to have any games postponed so far this season. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting to find out. Now it doesn't come at a terrible time because it's All Star break, right? Yeah, that's right. We have no All Stars too, so. A lot of rest. Everyone can sit around and just chill out. That is not, who. Sh- who do you think should have been on the All Star team for the Raptors? Because it seems like nonsense that like at least Van Fleet or Lowry should have been on that. Yeah, and I right? agree. Like it should have been. It should have been Freddie for sure. Fred mm-hmm. Van Fleet. Um, Lowry, obviously, you know he's he's got the legacy of the greatest Raptor of all time, the Groat. 
So, uh, Fred Van Vliet, for sure, man, should have gotten the All-Star nod. These guys can't be disappointed. If there's one year you don't mind not being picked for the All-Star team, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, this year. For sure. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to stay at home, see my family, and relax. Watch these other guys have to get swabs up their noses or <laughs> God knows who, where else mm-hmm. for the next week. All right, well, keep an eye on that situation for us, Manny. I know you're all over the Raptors, so if you hear any news, let us know and we'll pass it on, okay? Sounds good. Uh, This has gone viral. People have started sharing stories from high school. What is the biggest scandal? What was the biggest story from your time at high school? And here's an example. (laughs) This is a great one, actually. My sophomore year, there was a girl who transferred as a junior to our school. Middle of the year, super random, but she said she had moved from somewhere, so it was like, okay. She was really quiet, but she went to a lot of parties and like football games and stuff like that. Went to our school for a year, then out of nowhere, disappeared. A few weeks later, there was a giant drug bust at our school. She was an undercover cop. Students didn't know. <laughs> staff didn't know. Principal didn't know. She was in our yearbook. We got 21 <laughs> Jump Streeted. Is that even legal? Wow, I guess the cops can do that. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Hmm. So if you're a young-looking police officer, there's a chance you may be going back to school. (laughs) Going to all the parties again? Wow. Standing in the corner and just observing. (laughs) She didn't really talk much, but she took a lot of notes. (laughs) (laughs) What was the biggest scandal that happened to you at your school, Jim, in Mitchell, Ontario? I think, um, right before I went to school, somebody chucked a Molotov cocktail through the chemistry class window, and that was a bit dangerous. Yeah, that's not good. Of all the classrooms, I think the chemistry room is... Is the the worst one for a Molotov cocktail. I think that was like a couple years before I went there. When I was there, our, our mascot was the Blue Devil... And when I went there, there was a certain group of parents who thought that the devil was inappropriate. So there was this big debate over whether we could maintain the blue devil mascot. And then, you know, people who grew up with it were like, "Dad, you can't change it. It it still is the blue devil, I'm pretty sure, but it was a big Mm -hmm. controversy at the time. Right. Was it a scary looking devil or like a fun cartoon? Oh, a little baby devil. Yeah, it was like, hey, I think he was even wearing a diaper. Like, like Hellboy. Cupid. Like Hellboy at the start of Hellboy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Little baby devil. Uh-huh. What's a, This wasn't my high school, but this was a big story. It was a high school over Saunders Secondary School in London, Ontario. And when I was going to high school, a guy that I had gone to elementary school with who was going to Saunders, it turned out, he, during lunch hour, I think he wanted to get out of a test or something. During lunch hour, he set the crash mat in the gym on fire. Oh, dear. And ended up burning down a significant chunk of the high school. No. Yeah. Oh, you know, you can just pull the fire alarm and not actually set a fire. There was an investigation. Like, imagine how nervous you would be. Yeah. Like, for weeks, they didn't know who did it, and they eventually found out it was this kid. And, uh, yeah, I think he got it. I didn't see him much after that. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) What was the biggest story that happened at your high school while you were going there? And we've got Josh on the phone. Josh, you went to high school where? I went to high school at WCI in Woodstock. Okay. And what was the big story there? What happened? Uh, 
I was in like grade 11 or 12, and uh, three guys decided to lock themselves in our first floor bathroom and uh, decided to hotbox the whole bathroom for about a solid hour, hour and a half. Okay, that means they were smoking some marijuana cigarettes in there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, someone ended up finding out and uh, ended up shutting down, like, the entire first floor of our school. Um, and once they finally got the guys to unlock the bathroom door, uh, they opened the door, and the smoke was so heavy that it ended up smoking out the majority of our first floor. And uh, in the process of the teachers and police looking for the students that were in the bathroom, they were able to sneak out through the smoke. <laughs> no, way. no way. You just picture them crawling on their hands and knees, Taz, and the smoke is like over their heads. They're like, like a they're movie. Batman. No it's like, way. Poof, they're gone you in a cannot, cloud of marijuana. You cannot hotbox a room that much that the smoke would be, you know, nobody could see oh. three guys bailing out. What, uh, what I'm imagining is they think no one can see them. Yeah, and they were so crawling. And their eyes were so little. On the ground. It's like, just keep moving, Steve. They can't see us, man. <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. Like it, it, the smoke was so thick that it was actually, even though the bathroom window was shut, yeah, it was actually leaking out through the window. <laughs> wow. So. Legend, like blocked off the doors and everything. They must have had a hookah in there. Something. Yeah, legendary hot box at WCI in Woodstock. <laughs> So the tale goes. Yeah. <laughs> I heard from my friend who heard from a friend that he was one of the guys in there. <laughs> they didn't uh, ever throw a smoke bomb down. The weed smoke made them escape. That is funny. Okay, we got another one here. Go ahead. What's your high school uh, scandal? Um, so I had a set of keys, teacher's keys, and uh, we would have a lot of fun with this. Um, we, had, we had access to everywhere except the science classes, but the gymnasium. So we'd go into the gymnasium at lunchtime, and we'd set up the high jump mats to, like, triple high. We'd go up in the rafters and jump out of the rafters. So if we ever got busted, like, that would be pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Well, if you missed the mat, it would have been terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, walked in on here. Here's students jumping out of the, uh, you know, out of the rafters. Well, how did uh, you we get did- the teacher keys? That's a really good one. So the, uh, the keys were handed down to me by a grade 12 student who was leaving the school, you know, the next year. <laughs> then I handed them down to a grade 11 when I left the school. So right. they just kept getting handed down. It's handed the down. legacy, the legacy of the keys. You were entrusted. You, you were entrusted yep. with those keys. Yes. That's great. Thanks, man. You are the chosen one. <laughs> Guard these keys with your life. <laughs> Hearing some great stories here. What was the biggest story at your high school? The biggest scandal that happened while you were going to your high school? Jim, some text messages. When I was in grade 11, someone on three different occasions during the same semester took a deuce in the sink in the guy's washroom on the main floor, then proceeded to use it to write swear words all over the walls and stalls. <laughs> they no. never found out who it was. The mystery pooper. We've got one. Uh, what's your name here? Hey, it's Brett. Uh, has anybody called in about the exposed testicle in the Mother Teresa yearbook? <laughs> You're the first, Brett. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, so there's this show called Angry Boys out of Australia. Chris Lilly hosts the show. He's the star. And uh, we just thought this was hilarious. And uh, a buddy of mine decided it would be funny for this picture of his AV class. And just so happened that this year they decided to put it in the yearbook. And that's what happened. So he exposed his testicle in the picture. Was he? I hope he was over 18. Otherwise, uh, isn't that well, child that's, pornography? That's the, that's the problem. He was over 18, and he got in big trouble or was supposed to get in trouble because everybody else was underage. So it's like he exposed himself, mm. and he was over 18. Cautionary tale. Yeah. No matter how funny you think it's going to be, do not expose your genitalia in any yearbook photos. Yes, exactly. Okay, one more here, and before or, or ever, <laughs> yeah, just keep your testicles covered, folks. Uh, Want to give a? We should have given the warning out apparently a couple minutes ago, but th- this story is apparently pretty intense. We've got Jim from uh, Grizzly Performance calling in. What's your story, Jim? Okay, back where I grew up, I'm from Niagara Falls, New York, originally. Me and my wife met in high school over there. Okay. Yep. The Right around the time when we were were finishing up our, our, I think it was our 10th grade year, there was a young guy over there. You might recognize the name William Shrubshaw. Hmm. Keep going. At at the time, he was dating a girl over there, and it was time for going to prom. Him and his mother got in an argument because his mom told him he couldn't go to prom with this particular girl. And he beat his mother to death. Oh, my God. This isn't fun anymore. Hold on, bro. This gets even crazier. He split from Niagara Falls, New York, and wound up over here going to school under an assumed name. And, like, this this story actually made, like, um, Unsolved Mysteries kind of TV shows. Yeah. So he, like, he killed his mom, he crossed the border into Canada and went to high school in Niagara Falls. Well, he went to college over here. He went to college over here in BC okay. under an assumed name. Figured out they figured out who he was and he wound up killing himself. Apparently allegedly he jumped into uh the Niagara River Gorge and killed himself. Man, this sounds like the start of a horror movie. Don't right? Know. Yeah, and then it's like the what that was that was 20 years ago today. And now let's go back to the bush party, teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure nothing. Yeah, oh, that story's not true. <laughs> no, this is legit story. This is this is actual. You can you But can did have, you go to high school with this guy? Yeah, my wife and I both did. We even know the girl that he was dating at the at the time when uh he killed his mom and everything, man. Oh my god. And, it was, it was, and was he was he strange or would you is it like they always say it's like you never would expect it? Okay, this is the thing. He was class valedictorian. No, oh my bro, God. I'm telling you, you got to look up the story if you get a chance to. It's William Shrubshaw. Whew, that's it, intense, it, man. Well, you said you wanted scandal. That's true to true to life story, my friend. I think we'll end it there. I, I can't see anyone topping that no, one. No, that's uh, that is wow. I thought the guy who wrote on the wall in feces was a scandal. Yeah, that this is holy. I just Wikipedia it. It is true, Taz. But he he didn't kill himself. He's currently serving a life sentence. So you know the urban legends live on and the misinformation lives on. But this that story did happen. He is currently in jail. He, he, he was, was the valedictorian. He was caught. 
12 hours before giving his valedictorian speech. Oh, my God. I'm going to let my kids do whatever they want, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to go? Yeah, take the car. Have a, have a great night, son. I love you. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.